0: In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's Light. Pretty cool, huh? Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Buckleman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is The Lantern Cast. Episode 1. 80. That's right, 180. Um nah, no, no BS leading. Um straight into <laughs> reviews. Okay, so we got stuff we got to do. We're not messing around. Yeah, we're not
1: these issues are so important. We gotta get to them.
0: I don't oh, no. We start off with zero zero year tie-ins, so I don't know how important oh, yeah. they are. Uh, <laughs> so speak. Yes, yeah, speaking of zero year tie-ins, if you couldn't figure it out, we're doing uh, Green Lantern Core 26, and twenty-seven tonight. Playing uh, back on the catch-up train. So um, we're gonna. What, what we're gonna do is I'm going to take number 25 and number 27 and mark will take the reviews for uh number 26 uh so uh green lantern court number 25 a zero year tie-in uh we opened in detroit 20 years ago with a uh mrs stewart uh i imagine um actually leading a protest or uh, protest uh, union organization uh, for uh, fair pay and, and such back in Detroit. Uh, as I stated, uh, she's there with her son and daughter in the background, obviously little Jon Stewart. He's asking her why why you can't be normal, why do you... I'm sick of having people yell at me for the stuff you do, so on and so forth. She starts telling him a story, which plays throughout this entire uh, entire uh, book here, kind of uh, narrating a past story to highlight current events that are happening in the uh, issue. I say current. Um, so she starts telling this this the story about this party that uh, a community league threw a block down the street from her when she was growing up. Uh, a couple of boys who would got back from Vietnam. The police show, showed up and tried to shut the party down because they didn't have a liquor license. Um, and you know, but that was only just the beginning. So we flash forward to Gotham City Harbor six years ago, where John Stewart and uh, well, Sergeant John Stewart and a, uh, a I don't know squadron, platoon. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what they're called uh, of Marines are landing in what looks like a Superdome-esque Gotham City stadium. Um, this, this is basically, uh, there's a, a a massive storm heading towards Gotham, uh, a very Katrina-esque headed that way, and the Marines are coming to the stadium to get the people who are in there out before the storm hits. That's basically what happens. Um... As as they get there, we flash back. In, this is going to be hard to recap. We we flash back to this uh, Stewart's mom's story uh, about how everybody's getting t- uh, taken out onto the street, and people are gathered to, to prevent the cops from arresting anyone. Everybody starts yelling at the cops. Back to Gotham, where um, they're entering the stadium, and they're told that you know who's in who's in charge here. We need to you know a civilian. Uh, in charge to you know, help organize the getting people out of there, and they say anarchy's in charge. Well, they don't understand what that means until they get in. Uh, flashback to the story. We're talking about the, the mob swelling larger and larger as the Marines enter the stadium and see that there were initial reports of a few hundred uh, Gothamites in the stadium were wrong. There are thousands in the stadium. Uh, as they uh, start get, trying to get people to form orderly lines... Someone in a mask and a hoodie over, hop, uh, hops over the fence and is like, "You're not taking us out of here. This is our place." This guy is quote, "Anarchy." That's his name. Um, so uh, a riot ensues, uh, and there's chaos in, in 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 the stadium. And the once Anarchy, you know, attacks one of the Marines. Everybody starts going off. Um, eventually, they disarm the Marines. And Anarchy takes them and puts them in a cage. Um, and Anarchy, you know, gets the crowd riled up and says, you know, we're in a state of Anarchy and blah, blah, blah. Uh, then the uh, John starts tapping around in the cage, uh, talking about how, hey, did anybody see the football game here this one time? And, you know, Brittany shaking around on the stage, she popped up from underneath the hidden place. Oh, and here's that hidden place, a, a deus ex machina. <laughs> Which is what we would have called it, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they find it, they start ducking under the stadium, uh, and uh, they uh, they you know get away in the little trap trap door. They're taking the tunnels underneath. Um, uh, John doesn't want to leave the people, but the lieutenant in charge does. You know they made their choices. They attacked us. Power goes out in the tunnel. Uh, then anarchy shows up with some guys and guns, and they start beating up on, on one another, and they, uh, they manage to take two of the Marines away and separate them. Uh, uh, Stewart grabs a pipe, busts open a steam pipe, and, you know, whoosh, uh, all kinds of steam shows up, starts burning people. So they use that cover to get away into some kind of storage area where they find hammers and saws because for some reason you need that in a stadium. So they find, uh, and it looks like large machetes and pipes and stuff. Uh, and, uh, the, um, uh, they grab their weapons, they head up, they sneak up behind some of the guys, uh, who are wielding some of their guns and guarding the crowd, and they start fighting back, John gets his gun back, one of the, uh... Uh, The lieutenant in charge takes one of the guys to the ground, starts beating him up, saying, where are our explosives? At this point that, you know, I'll try and catch you up on the story that his mother's been telling, you know, how the the cops would start, uh, you know, taking people down. And, you know, his mother at the time was like, why can't we all just get along? Everybody calm down. And the cops started arresting looters and stuff. And then, you know, she was like, I'm happy they are being arrested. They deserve to go to jail. And then she starts recounting the story of, instead of just arresting some of these people, the cops would just start to beat them. Um, And that story is being recounted as the lieutenant starts beating um, this individual uh, here. Uh, Stuart pulls the lieutenant off of him. That distracts him. They start... uh, uh getting away they're going to find their two captive marines anarchy's got guns pointed to the back of their head the lieutenant wants them to open fire on them john doesn't want that to happen so he pulls the pins out of a couple of uh, flash grenades and does that blinds him takes the advantage to you know run forward and hit anarchy in the face with the butt of a of a rifle uh, and then uh, Stuart grabs the uh, the intercom thing, the, the bullhorn, starts talking to the masses and saying, you know, we're not going to force you to leave, but a storm's coming, and if you want to leave, we'll take you. If not, stay here. People start leaving. Um, uh, Stuart start, you know, they some of the, the, the Marines get in a little argument with each other or something like that. Stewart takes charge uh, of that situation too, and then uh, the lieutenant gets all all up in his grill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never say that again. Yeah, you. I right. might, yeah, probably. Um, telling him he'll face a court martial. You're not in charge, and you know, and he says uh, there's no time, and and lieutenant's like you're going you're going to regret saying that, son. And that's, of course, when John throws a punch and says, my mom was the only one who gets to call me son. Uh, and then, you know, Stuart debates whether or not he did the right thing or not. He he comes to the quick decision that he did, and Batman's hanging out in the background because it's a zero-year tie-in. we got to have that. And then we flash back to Detroit 20 years ago. So was everything okay? Did the riots stop? You know, the riots stopped, but things were far from okay. Uh, it, some people got away with it, blah blah blah. But you know, all all you need to do is stand up for what's right, no matter what. In Jehan's young John Stewart, the bullhorn with the last words: "Say whatever you want, just don't be afraid." The end.
1: Good job, Chad.
0: Yeah, that one's kind of hard to recap with the interlacing story kind of used as a narration point for the background, the backdrop. Yeah, the narrative structure was kind of odd.
1: A story—you always have to be careful when you have too many stories inside a story inside a story. Yeah. <laughs> and since none of it's really set in current continuity at all, <laughs> and, and any, at any point in the issue, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. So, what do you, you think? <laughs> you, you beat me to it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like many of these issues, when I first read it, it didn't do much for me. Uh, I can honestly say rereading it didn't change my opinion all that much on this one. Um, if you're a big John Stewart fan, I guess it's it kind of reinforces why you like him. I think, like some people have pointed out, it would be... It's kind of interesting in all these zero issues, and, all, and now even that they announced these, you know, the the secret origin that's going to deal with Hal, the Vendetti's writing, and all these things. It's like the one lantern that they haven't really given a true origin to in the New 52 is John, and yet this kind of would have. Many people thought this issue was going to be like that's what this issue kind of was almost going to be like that it was going to be the an origin issue for John, or at least, and I guess you could make a case it's more like a prologue to his origin. I don't know. It was I didn't really. I, I don't know if I liked if I like the whole thing of anarchy. I don't. The art didn't do much for me. I'm trying to find something I really did like about the issue. <laughs> I don't want to be overly negative. Well,
0: I mean, uh, I like the fact that it kind of gave you, you know, young, angry John Stewart, kind of. You know, he wasn't necessarily angry so much as he was, you know. Standing up for what's right, it gave him kind of like the you, you kind of got the civil rights kind of background thing. I don't know, right? And it's kind of like it kind of is the the
1: modern day version of I guess the angry John Stewart yeah. because there really has there in mo, in modern times certainly John Stewart really isn't angry. He's not that he's not that kind of character anymore. So, but I guess yes, they're technically tapping into. Tapping into some of that frustration that he felt when he was a kid, and at least tying it into even if he's not even if he's not the angry one necessarily that he was he was there to experience some of it and exp- the danger and the frustration that other people were, and then also via the story that his mom was telling about you know things that he didn't get to see, and of course you have to do that to space it out now you know time time frame wise since you can't you don't want him growing up in the sixties anymore himself. I don't know. It was. It was what it was. I mean, it, you don't want to say it was a throwaway issue, but certainly based on continuity of what's going on now and the story that that's been going on and continues to go on through Green Lantern Core, it doesn't really. I think it may contribute a little bit. I don't think it contributes contributes a great deal.
0: I don't think it contributes at all. I mean, if you're if you're just reading Green Lantern Core, you can totally skip this issue. Agreed. Yeah, and. This this I mean I haven't read any of the zero year stuff I'm I'm keeping up with Batman in trade form and only Batman not like Detective or any of this other crap um, just Batman even even not knowing what's going on with zero year I don't think this needed to happen at all there was no reason to plunk John Stewart down in the middle of Gotham City I mean and besides Batman was what two panels just hid, hiding in the background Yep that's it.
1: Yeah, it was kind of it was it was a it was a, a kind of a lame technique, if you will, to, to to justify this was why this was a zero year issue, and it just I do clearly
0: know. a sales gimmick.
1: Yes, it was, and I, I think and they tried to I think they wanted to tell us it, it, I don't know they wanted to give you some background on John Stewart, yet tying it in somehow loosely to Gotham, and also kind of giving you a little I guess morality tale potentially related to katrina and but did it no i it didn't it wasn't really necessary it's certainly not necessary to the to the current stories that are going on in in core i mean if you're a big john stewart fan then yes it's 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 more back it's it's more it's some background and and if you love john stewart you'll probably rave about the issue because it shows his character and help and how he helped get defined. Yeah, but or you, the, the events the events that helped define him, I would I probably should say. Yeah but, but other than that.
0: You, you, you could have done that without this with this, without tying it into zero year. You didn't have to put you could have told a story similar to this with Jon Stewart and, and done a, a whole character piece on Jon Stewart without plunking him down in the middle of Gotham. It would have made it like we said, this was a total throwaway issue for the Green Lantern Corps storyline. But if you didn't if it didn't have to be a, a green a, a, a zero year tie in, then maybe it could have been a non throwaway issue and you there might have been something in here that would be you know callback later on when you're reading the Green Lantern Corps. But the the fact that it's a it's a zero year tie in just kind of negates that as being a possibility. Agreed. And that is absolutely the superdome. Now <laughs> the that looks exactly like the superdome
1: oh clearly it's what the, that's what they're going for but you know actually I don't, I don't know when you actually look at the issue and we know we don't want to spend too much time about details on this probably because there isn't that much to go into but somehow when if you really when you kind of look at the center of the, of the dome when they when they when they're supposedly supposed to be shocked because they thought they were going to be uh the, like a few people in there and there are thousands. It doesn't even look like there's that many. Mm-mm. I mean, I know that they show a lot of beds and stuff on, on the actual, on the playing field, but the stands are pretty much completely deserted. Yeah. <laughs> you thought if, was, if you wanted to get the point of how many people were there, you think you would at least have, the you know, the, the bleachers and the seats at least somewhat more filled up than they are.
0: Yeah.
1: Or maybe even the coloring wise, because it's real easy to see the figures in the cots and everything all kind of blend into each other. Mm-hmm. So, but... But it is what it is. Yeah.
0: I want to know where they got this cage from. <laughs> just randomly somewhere in the middle of the stadium. They had a... Somewhere in the stadium they had a cage. Like, there's no way Anarchy was like, hey, let's bring this cage with us when we go to the stadium.
1: Well, maybe the circus had just been in town. I don't know. Or was coming into town.
0: Yeah. I love. I like the deus ex machina.
1: Yeah, just conveniently enough. Oh, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, we know it's convenient. It's totally convenient. We'll just call it out right here in the comic book. <sighs>
1: <laughs> hey, 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 guess what? I, luckily, I, I have some anti-anarchy repellent spray on my utility belt. <laughs> right.
0: Oops, let me use it.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I remembered to put that on today.
0: Hey, I happen to have flash grenades. They'll work right right, right here. <laughs> right now. Hold your fire. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, I mean it it's not a bad story like he, like you said. It's a good sh- it's a good character showcase for John Stewart. The problem is having to force set it in Gotham City for Zero Year. That's that's the problem. Agreed. It would have been better if you didn't have to do this bullshit with Zero Year. <sighs> Anything else?
1: No, not really.
0: Moving on then. Alrighty then.
1: Green Lantern Corps 26. Broken Trust, which shows a nice cover of John Stewart punching the crap out of Hal Jordan. Written by Van Jensen. Co-plotted still by Robert Venditti. Artist Bernard Chang. And we begin on Mogo. And John Stewart and his band of renowns there, his recruits that we've seen in the last few issues are... Are on the surface and they notice something in the sky and they're all afraid, are we under attack again? And what it turns out, no, they're not under attack. It's the, the citadel that, that jettisoned off of Oa before it exploded and lights out that it's, it's basically coming back home. So it starts crashing, apparently crashing to the surface of Oa. And, and uh, John uses his ring and encourages the recruits to use their rings too, because they're trying to prevent it from, from crashing and, to the ground and destroying itself and mogo basically intervenes and says uh you don't need to do that i've got it i've got it all under control and of course the the newly arrived citadel on mogo opens up where you see a lot of the injured lanterns and a bunch of lanterns and of course fatality is there and they're all they're all happy to see each other and they have a nice tender kiss and they have this great little reunion and then and then John gets confronted by Hanu and Graf who pretty much point out that you know you're kind of you're not really giving a lot of thought to the to your use of the emotional spectrum and John was trying to he points out well I was trying to save everybody on the citadel and he, <laughs> and, and, and Graf points out well you really couldn't have done that. even if Morgo wasn't there to you know to save this to save you to handle the situation which he was you would have really had no chance of stopping the citadel from crashing anyway and he re- reiterates the point which has been kind of been a common thread certainly in, in the in green lantern which is the fact that you know basically using light just harms in all existence and risks the universe john stewart kind of points out and i think this is, might be the first time that it's actually been pointed out or raised since lights out which is the idea that relic might actually be wrong that we don't know that relic was right but we do know that we can use the rings to save lives and that he's going to do that. At this point, Hal and Kilowog show up to kind of prevent or to intervene and stop the bickering. And I'm trying to figure out what's, what's the best point to go to. Do, 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 do. Oh, they talk the, – Kilowog mentions the fact that the Kund basically has been has been offered another, another alliance. Which is the home planet of Jaruk, and Jaruk is kind of stunned by this. It's like we would, you know, we would never, do, we would never do that. Our ranks, his planet, it, it, you know, it, his people were strong. We would never kneel. And basically, they're about to undergo a, basically a diplomatic mission to try to prevent, to convince Jaruk's world not to accept the Kund offer. Kind of a humorous little moment since there's obviously no word in or seemingly no word in Druk's language for a dip, for dip, diplomatic or anything to do with diplomacy since all they, they handle everything with, with violence and nothing to do with peace and discussion. While they're kind of preparing to go on this mission, John mentions to Hal that they have some unfinished business. At that point we cut to Jerukuk's world of our ranks, where we see another Derlin. Taking over the uh, taking over the, the form of one of the high leaders on of the high council for on Jeruk's world uh, Vr- 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 of cool is I believe how you pronounce his name. So we see the Darlin taking his place, and then Jeruk, Arisia, and I'm trying to remember which which recruit this is. You remember which which one which one of the new recruits this is?
0: Not off the head. that's with my them.
1: Uh, I'm just trying to see if they if they kind of Fesca. Fesca. That they show sure. up and to try to begin their mission or to convince them that you know the Green Lantern Corps will always be always be there to protect you. You don't need to rely yourself with the Kund. Once again get it gets thrown in the Green Lantern Corps' face about how you know you're Core has unleashed one threat after another upon the universe, and then you plus you stole their greatest gladiator, which is Druk, and they, then they kind of mock him because he lost he lost his arm, saying he's a the former stronger, if, if, you're former strongest gladiator. At this point, it becomes clear that, and I think Druk explains this is basically they settle everything through trial by combat. That they so that's basically their form of diplomacy on that world, and that's going to and that's going to be how they're going to decide if they're if they're going to take the accept the Kuhn's offer or not. We cut back to Mogo where Hal and John are having a conversation, and John's kind of a lot of John's anger comes out first subtly, then not so subtly as he was talking as he gets on Hal's case about patrolling the use of the emotional spectrum about, you know, that's not really the way to go again. What what was the idea of sending uh, Guy undercover with the Red Lanterns? What made you think that was a good idea? He points out that now that the Blue Lanterns are gone, how are we going to get Guy out of the core? We can't even purge the Red from his system. Hal says, oh, we'll figure something out. And then, and that kind of really gets John going. It's like, that's your your plan, as in, like, that's always your plan. You both just figure something out. You declared war against the other the cores, what, you know, what am I supposed to do? Arrest my, you know, ar- arrest my best friend? Uh, what happens if we go to war with the Star Sapphires? Basically, am I going to have to tear the ring off my girlfriend? And he goes, if it, co- Hal, if it comes to that, then yes. And that's, when, <laughs> and that's when John goes like hell and belts him right in the face. And he goes, how would you feel if someone came and locked you up just because you wear that ring? It shouldn't have been Hal. It shouldn't have been you, Hal. You don't deserve to lead the core and Hal kind of goes, you you, you might very well be right, but this was the, I didn't have much of a choice. The Templar Guardians gave me this job, and I'm doing the best I can with it. And someone has to be in charge, so now it's me. And conveniently enough, again, talking about a all-too-convenient situation, now they find themselves in the Citadel, or the part of the Guardians' Citadel, I believe, where, which must have survived, obviously, the, uh, must have been part of that ship, because it's, you see the blood of the guardians on the wall where Sinestro had killed all the guardians at the end of Wrath of the First Lantern, and, so, and that makes Hal kind of like, excuse me, makes John kind of come back to his senses a little bit and realizes that you know that he's not entirely mad at Hal alone; that he's mad at everything, and he's and he's just trying to keep everything together. And Hal points out, well, we, you know, we kind of we have to rebuild and we kind of need an architect to do this. And he's also talking not to, I think just symbolically he's talking about maybe the spirit of the core too, but he's, but he's also physically talking about, we need an architect to help rebuild Oa, base, basically the new version of Oa on Mogo to have it function as a true headquarters for the core. Now we cut back to Oranx where the gladi, where the gladiators are, are fighting to, Determine, again, whether the Coon's offer is going to be accepted. While they're fighting the gladiator that's about to win, all of a sudden gets blasted through his head, which certainly looks like on the surface, it looks like it might be green energy. And they assume that it. They everybody points the finger at the one green lantern who wasn't in the crowd because Orissa and Jeruk were there. And Fesca, who had flown off, pointed to her. She's the one that did it. And Jeruk and Arisio kind of stand up for her and say there's no way she would have done it. And at this point, we find out that we see Fesca, as she's trying to hide, she sees basically a Durlin that had taken her form. So basically, it was the Durlin disguised as Fesca who did the assassination. Back in Mogo, John and, John and Fatality are having a discussion. And John's kind of formulating his plan, how, how he has to help build a new a new city for the Green Lantern Corps. and John starts coming up with the architectural plans. and of course very quickly Mogo follows follows suit and creates basically a new central power battery, a new, I should say a new um, citadel and city kind of built up with the central power battery that Natromo built as its center as its centerpiece back in her ranks the Durland who was disguised as Feska turns back in vokul holds on to fesca and says look i found you know i, I had the assassin she she gets carried away before anything worse can happen Jaruk basically steps in and says you know she's he i should say she's one of us basically, as far as the Green Lantern Corps, I'm one of you, them, the Corps. That was sloppily explained, but you get the point. There, there, <laughs> we are the Corps. So, Jer- so Jeruk basically starts fighting off other gladiators of of his people. He's not doing particularly well as he fights one armed. They make the comment that he was overrated, which of course, and how he's no gladiator, he's pathetic, which of course. Exc- Really pisses him off, and he creates a uh, construct arm, and he basically goes to town on the gladiators. He asks his Green Lantern ring. said, did a Green Lantern kill the gladiator? And the ring translates or analyzes and responds, the wound scarring indicates a weaponized laser as the cause of the injury. And Jeruk points out, Fesca told the truth. The lanterns don't kill, not on our watch. And Vokool or the Darlin being Vrocul points out as if he would believe that the members of the Green Lantern Corps. And, Go then, Drew, and you're not welcome on our ranks anymore. We're gonna ally with the Coons, Blah 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 blah. And then the three lanterns leave. Leave our ranks. We cut back to Mogo. John and Fatality again after having a Brief moment, no, or maybe not so brief, but they were having some intimacy and looks like post intimacy moments on the balcony out on the city that Mogo just built are talking. And it looks like Fatality is trying to convince him maybe that he should leave the core. It's understandable if you do, if you want to. John points out that, or well, they both point out that basically, you know, I, I'm needed. I know that you need needed. Hal needs you. The city is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more we have to we have to do. Then while they're talking, we're cut through other activity on Mogo. We see the spy, the Durland spy on Mogo, going to the basement. Or going underground anyway. And he contacts the other Durlands. He mentions we we, are, we have rejoined the core Mo, we have rejoined the core on Mogo. They are rebuilding. They found several. The other Durlins have found several of the robotic probes that Relic was using in the Citadel. They've gathered them together, and that they're planning on using the technology that Relic used in their quest to destroy the core and rid the universe of the Green Lanterns. And that is a long winded version of number 26. I apologize.
0: Sorry. Druck is strongest there is <laughs> he he is
1: he is grow, he is growing on me though i i like the i like the fact that he's kind of uh becoming more than a true one trick pony in the point of view that at least he's he's accepting kind of his his place in the core and that the core offers him something that he didn't have on his homeworld and how that's not necessarily a bad thing
0: yeah still though and and it has nothing to do with how it's written, or, or even the art. I just have no interest in any of the stuff that's happening off off Mogo right now.
1: Oh, I agree. <laughs> not this. As we as we talk about this, and unfortunately for our fans, we we hope we won't bore you with this. Um, because because other than our our new fifty two rants, this is probably going to be another common thread since this since this storyline seems like it's going to be endless as it's going to be carrying into the issue the 30s this whole uh, Derlin thing that yes it's not necessarily that's even a horribly written story it's just the fact that i think Chad and i are on the same page that it really doesn't have much of an interest
0: for us
1: so it's kind of like you're reading the same thing week you know week in week out and it's like it's gotten. A, I will be honest. The, the more current issues have gotten a little better, probably because Hal's being written a little better, and 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 you know, once you get to some of the the interaction again with the criminals that were freed from the science cells, right when Oa oh, was about to go up, the fact that once they come back in and how they factor in, I like that. That's making it a little more interesting. But yes, I think it makes it hard to really care all that much about what's going on because it's the same you know it's the same old thing yes it's from a challenge point of view it is a challenge because of the fact when you're dealing with shapeshifters who can be anything and and it's 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 difficult i mean it's kind of hard to say nowhere you know kind of like kind of like the thing it's like you never know who who's real who's not and that kind of makes it real difficult to to win in the end but especially when the universe is already against you essentially or extremely cynical at best against you and some parts are completely against you already yeah
0: but, it's just kind of like, yeah. who's the durl in this issue? <laughs> yes. and, and we, we get to the point. They're they're setting up making the Green Lanterns look bad. We get it. It's just like, okay, I understand that this particular story they're trying to tell you can't really tell with two or three issues, but you don't need like twenty. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I know, and and we were probably I forget what issue, I forget what issue the solicits were up to with the ones that just came out this week. But this thing is still going on. <laughs> It's still going on. It, it goes on long enough that Noah Ange is come, will be back for like the third time in, in less than a year. <laughs> yep. So, my God. Which isn't bad because she's certainly more interesting than the Durlins are. <laughs> and not just based on what she's wearing. Yeah. But still. Uh, I don't know.
0: His, uh, his planet is. Uh, they all. I don't know. I just w- look. I've read this issue thoroughly, panel to panel. But my rereadings, I maybe read it three times total, three or four times total. Every time we got to uh, Druke's planet, just skimmed each and every time.
1: When I reread it, I tried to pay a little more attention because some. Sometimes when we get into these issues and you get to the little, the uh, minutia, that's when I tend to try to figure, I try to do two things at once when I'm trying to talk about, it. I want to say this and something else draws my attention away. So I tried to avoid that though. I don't, clearly I don't always succeed, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I didn't find it in t- I kind of like the concept that that was their diplomacy that basically, you know, you just, You you fight it out, and if you win, then you win. That's then you win the quote unquote debate. (laughs) It's interesting, but not like we haven't seen it before.
0: Yeah, Hanu and Crew, who are against using the rings and stuff, that's going to get old real quick.
1: Yes, because I I I would like to think, but then again, I could be overly optimistic here, which is kind of funny saying that considering how negative we've been with
0: these issues. Well, I mean, they're just like immediately. Hey. You need to uh, give some more thought into how you're using your ring. You know, a a citadel with all of our lantern wounded uh, came screaming out of the sky. uh, And, you know, you can't really sit there and, you know, draw up plans on how to save it when it's falling straight to the ground. But, hey, you need to think about how you're using your ring. uh, And uh, they weren't worth saving anyways because you probably wouldn't be able to save the ship. Just immediately. Wait, lanterns. Lanterns like, with this much, much experience are like, hey, you weren't even gonna, you you weren't even gonna save it anyways. Never mind that the Green Lantern ring has saved planets right. and populations and stopped earthquakes and volcanoes and shit in the past. No, this falling ship wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, just
1: just too hard, just too hard for us. Let's call it a day.
0: Yep, should have let it crash. Oh, and you should have totally known, even though we've been on Mogo for all the five seconds, you should have totally known Mogo would have had it.
1: You put himself back together. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think he's trying. He's going to be like the chorus Jiminy Cricket, always on your shoulder. <laughs> you shouldn't do that, John. Yeah. Let your conscience be your guide. Don't use the ring.
0: Yeah. Shut the hell up. Yeah. I like how the size of the sh- Citadel kind of changes. When they first catch it with their uh, ring constructs, look at the size of it compared to John. Yeah. And then when Mogo is landing it into position, look at the size of it then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Even though there is more distance to be between the lanterns and the citadel, to be fair, but by the time you get to that point. Yeah, but
0: this citadel is supposed to be housing a ton of wounded and stuff, and it doesn't really. And and guardian blood, no yes. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple rooms. It just looks tiny.
1: I guess they need to hire some cl- a cleaning crew. That's right.
0: Wet works. <laughs> That's
1: right. Uh, what
0: do you think of the stuff with John and Hal?
1: In a way, I think... I mean, they certainly... See, again, we know covers are often deceiving. I think a lot of people assumed that the cover would indicate that there was going to be some kind of power struggle literally for leadership of the core. I think a lot of people kind of suspected that i never really thought that was the case, but, um, but it was, I don't know. I think, I don't think it was horribly done from the point of view that it makes sense that John is frustrated. John's not just, I think John keeps stuff a lot more bottled in these days, probably than Hal does. Hal's probably a little more likely to, just say what he's thinking and not really care. And John tries to be a little more, again, using the word of the issue, diplomatic about things. That I think it was just, every everything was just kind of like bubbling up inside of him. And then when you get to the point where he kind of makes, John, I mean, Hal just kind of makes it clear that at the end of the day, you're a Green Lantern. So if that, if, I t- if I tell you to take the ring off her finger, you're going to do it. I think that, I don't know. I don't really think he would have needed, he, he. I don't think the punch in the face was probably necessarily appropriate, but I guess you're supposed to, again, you are supposed to take it that he's completely frustrated internally about everything that's gone on he's frustrated with guys frustrated with not going back to the guardians he's frustrated with oah being destroyed and everything else and probably even though he's kind of he is again the only one to point out or raise the specter of the that relic may not exactly be know what the hell he's really talking about entirely that there is the specter that he does that he is correct that the that the reservoir is permanently and normally finite and that they are killing the universe every time they do something to try to save parts of it but i don't know it was i kind of thought the narrative structure was a little maybe a little choppy the way they just kept cutting back and forth yeah the timing wise, timing wise the way they did it seemed like maybe they would have been better served to have a few less jump cuts if you will
0: at the the very least the hal john stuff was oddly placed
1: yes yeah
0: my my uh, my uh, only other point on this issue would be the fact that I finally figured out why they keep having distracted Mogo, like in this issue. Is that you, Lantern Stewart? I was enjoying the most soothing breeze, you know. And, and then like <laughs> another issue is like I really must remember this sector because I love the sun. I figured out why they keep doing that because at the very end of this issue, you've got a crowd of Derlins like secretly meeting and broadcasting, and you're probably thinking to yourself, why the hell? Is Mogo not hearing this? <laughs> he's got his headset on. Yeah. M- Mogo is easily distracted people.
1: <laughs> he's got one big-ass iPod he's listening to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, that has to be why they keep doing that. Because otherwise you'd be like, well, doesn't Mogo know there's like two handfuls of Derlins on his on his surface? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you would think at least when they change form back to uh, themselves, mm. you would think it's like, I I I squid, <laughs> but no.
0: Yeah. Anything else on this issue? I,
1: no, I just I know this, this is kind of like pissing into the wind here, but I <laughs> I just really hope that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. No pun intended for this storyline. Yeah,
0: this 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 coon uh, Derlin thing better. You know how they every solicit for almost every issue is always, and things will never be the same again. Uh, things better never be the same again. <laughs> you know, the, And it, I it must have major ramifications at the end of the storyline.
1: I suspect not. <laughs> I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I, I certainly don't think this is going to be this is helping the, the sales of the book.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I think a lot. And that's a, that's, a, that's a whole other ish a whole nother episode. But it's like, I mean, I I think based on the storyline alone, I think that there was a certain amount of goodwill about for the people that were kind of ready for a new a new creative team, a transition after Jeff Johns. Even the people who still like Jeff Johns, there were you know there were many people who were ready to at least to think that he you know he needed a break or we needed a break that I think they are kind of really going through some of the goodwill here by stretching this out for so long into a, a storyline, which, yes, may have ramifications for the core, but still is not an overly interesting read overall. So I'm kind of glad New Guardians... I'm kind of glad that... Maybe it's not surprising I've been enjoying New Guardians of Red Lanterns more than either one of these two books these days, the, the regular Lantern, Green Lantern books, because at least they're doing something different, and they're not really tied to this.
0: Yeah. But...
1: That's about all I have to say.
0: All right, Green Lantern Corps 27. We are uh, <sighs> Space Sector 0422 near the borders of the Kundian Empire. Um, they're what they're doing is they're John and Vath and a couple others, including uh, uh, Star Sapphire, Fatality are uh, tracking the escaped convicts and they come across a sector house wreckage and stuff uh so what they're doing is gathering evidence and and so on and so forth so that we can prove without a doubt that they're uh guilty before we hold them responsible um fatality says uh oh it was moments from exploding it would have been heartless to leave them vath says those dream suckers deserve to die of fatality. So does anyone with lanterns' blood on her hands. And uh, John says, well, uh, that's th- that's your one freebie. You say that kind of crap again, I'll snap your neck. Uh, basically, that's what he says. Um, they go through the wreckage of the, si- uh, of the sector house and start gathering evidence to kind of figure out what happened to the two lanterns who were hanging out in this sector house and how they you know, how they were captured and, and, and so on and so forth. They find a piece of technology and uh, John starts to scan it or just brings his ring nearby and his ring uh, starts draining. So apparently they think it's a piece of, um, of relics tech. Um, not far away... The uh, escaped convicts are all talking and arguing, just like convicts do. Um, <laughs> one of the big purple dinosaurs, uh, Space Barney, has laser eyes and fights somebody. You know, because everybody there's always in fighting. Kanjarro tells um, tells Bofunga, you know, and kind of coaxes him coaxes him into fighting somebody. Then suddenly, one of the Derlins shows up because hey, who's a Derlin? This issue uh one of the convicts apparently uh turns into Kanjar road to confuse him or some shit um a- after all this is happening we kind of you know just to prove that all these issues are tied in, tied together here is Hal Jordan's big announcement and everybody's reaction across the space sectors then they start getting the uh John and crew start getting all the sector house please help uh calls the SOSs They start jettisoning off to the nearest sector house. And they come across one of the coon ships. So they start fighting and fighting. And uh, one of them, who's a big snake thing, bites him and starts putting, apparently can control venom. And has various types of venom in him. Speaking of deus ex machina. Cut back to the, um, the convicts and... Kanjar is like, well, who said we're going to listen to you? And the Derlins are like, hey, we didn't say you had a choice. Um, surprise, surprise. So then um, go back to Space Sector 0424, and John and everybody fighting. And uh, they uh, start fighting the Kund. The drain starts initiating from various tech in the area. So they, you know, slowly don't have the upper hand, and then they gain it back. Then this deus ex machina snake lantern thing bites one of them and his this particular venom uh it will make it's it's truth venom so awesome uh truth venom uh starts making this guy talk and they start interrogating him Uh, we need the rings we're building weapons so many weapons our Derlin partners recovered pieces of relics technology we reverse engineered these weapons after one of their agents, uh, one of uh, their agents inside your core, brought it to us. We will wipe them out. You'll all die screaming, and then Fatality kills this coon guy uh, because uh, he was about to kill John and Okarin in a Star Sapphire, and we do what we must for the people we love. And we need to get back to Mogo, warn them that someone's on the inside working against us. Uh, it's the Durlans, so we'll figure that out as soon as we get there. Oh shit! There's a ton of coon ships. And next in two weeks, the core faces enemies on all sides in Green Lantern Corps Annual number two.
1: Which is better than any of these issues. I must point out. I haven't <laughs> read it yet. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy that issue. It's certainly a it's certainly a more fun read than uh than these issues.
0: Um, again, no interest in the coon. Sorry. Uh, and again, it has nothing to do with the writing, uh, or the storyline, or, it's it just uh, this particular aspect of the story I have no interest in. Like, the stuff with the, the escaped convicts, interested in that. Kanjar Rose in there, uh, Bolfunga the Unrelenting's in there, definitely interested in that.
1: Evil Star. Yep,
0: Evil Star is in there. Well, hidden in the background somewhere, right?
1: No, he's, he's, he's the bear, he's like the bare chested guy. He's the one, hold on. We gotta go, go back to a panel where you can actually see all these guys. He's the one where he's when the Durland's saying on the page. that He tells he's telling them that they have no choice. He's the one wearing the green, like the green jacket oh, with, the, with the star on his it's chest. It's evil.
0: It's a redesigned evil star.
1: Yes, it's a it's a it's the new fifty-two kind of yeah. Uh, give him give him a give him an overcoat. I'm a, and a star on his chest, and I'm a,
0: did not catch that. Yep. Because I was looking for Starface.
1: No, that that's the new that's that's the <laughs> that's the new fifty two evil star Jesus,
0: oh well, but Can still evil up. star bofunga kanjar ro i mean those are big names in the d c u so let alone with the lanterns, so yeah that that was interested in me, but the coon stuff didn't care i would i would almost have the Derlins not show up with the um with the convicts, you know. With the coon teaming up with the Durlins and a bunch of other shit going on, can we not have everybody teaming up against the Green Lantern Corps? I mean, I guess that makes the threat bigger or whatever, but wouldn't it be interesting if, you know, the, the convicts were kind of on the side and we came back to them later? Or they te- they ended up, you know, seeing what was going on and teaming up temporarily with the Green Lantern Corps? You know, something like well,
1: that, that. But... but... <laughs> And once you read the, the annual, you'll understand that, that there's there's a there's a reason why they had the Durland show up, and the reason why the the, the uh, convicts are not entirely. Oh yeah, we're, we're gonna. It, when you when you read it, you'll. That's why I think you'll enjoy the, the annual. It's a it's a, it's it focuses a lot more on the convicts than anything than than just the Derlin. So. So it's it's it, it, it's it's a very interest. It's it's probably the most interesting thing they've done in the storyline so far.
0: Hmm.
1: I kind of find it fun. I kind of find it quite ironic, though, that as you're going through the issue and I'm looking at these panels again, that right before, right when they're when they're trying when they're flying out of the ship and they're trying to head back to Mogo, because oh, the Durlins can take any form. It's like it can be anyone. And John goes, "We'll figure th- we'll, f- we'll we'll figure that out as soon as we." And it's like. So he just kind of got on Hal's back because Hal didn't really have a plan, and he was going to say, oh, we'll we'll figure it out. And then he goes to say, oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's okay. I'm John Stewart. I can get away with that.
0: <laughs> so what did you think?
1: I thought this issue was better than the other two. Agreed. And I liked, I liked John Stewart's little attack, little assault or, and or rescue team there. I thought there was a good, good mix of lanterns, um, especially, it's always nice when you have a mix of, of characters that you know are not going to entirely get along well together, at least not all of them. Uh, I, I did, I did like the interaction with the, with the criminals. I thought that was, I thought that was the best, I thought that was the best part of the issue. I thought the art was good. I liked the art, and like I said, I just, I just wished, from a fan point of view, that there was some light at the light at the end of the tunnel here, with the storyline. <laughs> and I guess there is, but it certainly hasn't come in the solicits yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I did like it better than the other ones. Uh, I find it odd that Kanjar and uh, Bofunga re- remain largely unchanged, where our, whereas Evil Star has been completely new 52 eyes. I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else about this issue jump out to you?
1: No, not really. It's like I think we like we just both said it was the best the best of the of the three issues. Um but again, it's kind of like connecting the dots in like a very methodical very methodical fashion so far.
0: So, you know what's cool? And I looked this up uh, a while ago for the issue. The Purple alien that shoots lasers out of its eyes? Yes. The Zegor? That is a big-time callback to... We're talking Green Lantern number 8 by John Broom and Gil Kane. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm on the... Uh, I pulled it up just now. The DC Wicca. Uh, it doesn't say anything other than... First appearance, uh, uh, Earth One, Prime Earth. Uh, so yeah, Green Lantern Volume Two, which is Silver Age Green Lantern number eight, October 1961. Creators John Room and Gil Kane. And they look so that's basically so, exactly. That's really
1: a nice throwback, then. Yeah.
0: So that's cool to find in there because I was like, that is wait, they gave it a name it's very weird looking. It shoots lasers out, out of its eyes, which is a very old school thing. So. So that's cool. Yeah, and and according to the DC Comics Wicca, uh, Green Lantern, volume two, number eight, Green Lantern Corps, volume three, number 27, the only appearances.
1: <laughs> He's been at a science cell a long time. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> He's mad as hell.
1: Look at all the storylines. He's missed me, but he's been a nice all this time.
0: But yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Zegorse. And the good good callback. a de- damn good uh, well not damn good. Well just mad props. Super respect. Um what else in here? What do you think the of the exchange between vath and fatality did that animosity kind of come out of nowhere?
1: See, I don't remember a whole lot of previous interaction between vath and fatality, but obviously he's not exactly a you know a warm fuzzy guy to begin with, so probably from his point of view any you know anybody that's like you said anybody that's kind of like has lantern blood on their hands is somebody who he uh it's not gonna have a lot of respect for it. and and clearly fatality has a lot of lantern blood on her hands. So
0: That makes sense. I do I do like at the very end, beginning of this issue that they're establishing that even though the Green Lantern Corps is essentially running itself right now, at least John is still making a point to gather evidence and so on and so forth. Rather Yes, they
1: still they still have protocols and standards even though, you know, the if the judges, if you will, are kind of like out of town. Yeah.
0: I do like that. So that that's that was pretty cool. I don't know about these other people, uh, the Durlins and the Kuhn and them being smart enough to reverse engineer Relics technology because he's from another freaking universe.
1: Yeah, I think that's they're kind of making that a little, a little too simple.
0: Yeah. Yep. Man, I can't get over how that Zegor looks exactly the same, <laughs> even down to the weird ass belt thing. That's so cool. Awesome callback. That's so cool. Um, maybe not. No, those are all those. All those that group. Uh, who put you in charge, lady? When Kanjarro says that. Are those right. other three aliens supposed to be Derlin's too? That's why they're standing there, grouped together. Um.
1: <clears throat> yes. Okay. Because you because you have to go back. I think what Evil Stars is saying, and, and who are all of you? I don't remember seeing you in the science cells. Yeah. And he goes, "We were there, but you can be forgiven for not recognizing us." And then, and then all.
0: Yeah. Could...
1: So I think yes, I think the the they're kind of alluding to the fact that they basically they just took the they just took the forms of of some freaky looking aliens who no one, they figured no one would think twice about mm-hmm. considering oh, everybody who's in the science cells like yeah they won't recognize us from Adam anyway so what, no, they won't think they won't think we stand out either.
0: Oh, I was only asking because that one alien kind of looks like Rotlop band. Kinda. Yeah, kinda. Apparently, Evil Star got a little bit of... I guess Spidey was on the ship.
1: Yeah, I noticed. Well, Don't forget, there is a member of the Spider Guild on,
0: on board. <laughs> looks nothing like the Spider Guild I'm familiar with. I mean, I know it's a Spider Guild member, but still, it looks yeah, nothing like it. Um, yeah. The rest of it, yeah, again, the coon stuff, just no interest. The we're getting into the de- sex mocking of Venom. I've got tons of different Venom inside of me. I control how much goes where and which one I'm, I'm expelling of my body when I bite somebody. Yes, one of them is a truth Venom. <laughs>
1: well, actually, that, that's one of the common one of the common threads in all three of these issues. Is that the, is that when they need there to be a plot device, they they have one handy in all three issues. Whether it's all uh, oh, the blood on the side walls, whether it's the venom, whether it's the, <laughs> the hole at the bottom of the, of, the, of the cage or whatever, it's like hey, it doesn't matter. We'll find something.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Um, anything else?
1: I'm not thinking of anything. I don't know about you. Me
0: neither. I, I think I think the uh, the coon. Kuhn- ships on the last page that's overkill I mean I, I, I don't know I haven't read beyond this so I don't know if that many ships are necessary to this storyline but that looks like as many ships as there are members of the core
1: <laughs> yeah that's a lot of ships
0: <laughs> so alright so overall, these three issues—I
1: don't know, maybe a maybe a C plus.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. A C, C C+, B minus, something like that. Definitely um, could have done without Zero Year, but yeah. All right, so uh, we've got one email. And uh, you got that up in front of you?
1: Yes, I do. All right, go ahead. All right, this is from Scott, and we actually did an uh, email of Scott's, couple, uh, not I think, two episodes ago at this point. Um, So he goes, hi, guys, I just finished your Villains Month episode. It took me about six days to get through all three hours of it <laughs> in, in bits and pieces, though my commuting to work and back, or through my commu- commuting to work and back, but it was worth it. I just had a few comments. In a previous email I mentioned that I wasn't too interested to see Hal on Earth visiting his family, etc. But after hearing Chad's rant there you go, Chad. But after hearing Chad's rant about how Ron Mars was doing it successfully in the nineties with Kyle, I changed my mind. I agree that Mars did a fantastic job with Kyle on Earth, and I will also welcome another writer to come in and take a shot at doing the same thing with Hal. Thanks, Chad. You made me do a 180 on this one. Pat yourself on the back, Chad.
0: Ah uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree with you guys that it was very refreshing to read the one shot of Relic because it wasn't part of some huge DC event, though it kind of was a prologue to one. (laughs) That's me ad-libbing. It's the same as pushing the refresh button on the Lantern cast. DC is refreshing the Green Lantern titles, and I'm looking forward to these future stories. And one of Mark's rants, I didn't think I had a rant, but I guess I'm stepping up into into the minor leagues for you, Chad. (laughs) And and one of Mark's rants in this episode, he brought up some good points about how DC didn't think through the New 52 and its continuity. I definitely agree. One miscellaneous comment um, in reference to the permanent ring construct cities and the relic issue. Another permanent ring construct in the past was Paul Christian's legs. Paul Christian. Yeah, Paul Christian's legs. He was a guy who lost his legs in a subway accident, and Kyle created new legs for him with his ring. He later became purgatory and tries to kill Kyle, though. Uh, Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work, and I'm looking forward to your coverage of Lights Out.
0: Thanks, Scott. That's right, and uh, as we record this, that episode should be up tonight or tomorrow morning. So, It just really depends on this computer thing that I've got going on. I'm I'm working on it. I got all my I got all. Forget it. You guys don't need to know because by the time you hear this, you'll <laughs> lights out.
1: It'll be up and yeah. running.
0: <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and just to reiterate, uh, since we're talking about technical issues here, uh, just a reminder, everybody: James is no longer our uh, our producer extraordinaire. Uh, he's done his time <laughs> and uh, has moved on to some other pursuits, and we wish him well. But uh, as Mark and I adjust and uh try to get into the swing of things ourselves there might be you know a lapse here or there nothing significant uh but you know just if there's any uh, editing issues or um you know a, a delay in posting because we want to try and get an episode up every tuesday um but if there's any delay in posting or anything like that just bear with us while we get in the swing of things all right guys um but uh yeah awesome email um I'm glad he gave us that feedback on the rant because that my rant was like 15 minutes, uh, and that's not the first time I've gone off on the on, on the new 52 in this podcast. Let alone uh, even just with me and Mark being the new co-host team. I was gonna say this month. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's 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 I've done it multiple times. Um, I think it's important for people to remember. I myself will try and back down from saying that going off on the New 52 a lot, but keep it in the back of your mind when I do some of these reviews. DC is frustrating me, Um, and that – I'm not going to say might. It it absolutely can color my reviews or my impressions on some of this stuff. Zero year – the zero year issue, tie-in issue with Green Lantern Corps, perfect example. That's DC doing its business crap the way it does it, and it's pissing me off, and it affected the storyline. And that bothers me. So, yeah. I'm not going to go off about DC every single uh, episode, or every other episode, or whatever. But just keep it in the back of your mind, as it might be coloring my impression of everything. Because, um... DC's doing a whole lot right now that's not making me very happy. So... Um... I think the only thing Green Lantern wise that's you know really sucking me in is uh, is New Guardians and you know to a slightly lesser extent Red Lanterns.
1: Well, I think they're clearly. I mean, I. I mean, I think they're to me anyway. It's an opinion statement, so. Take take it with a grain of salt, people. But to me, clearly, I mean, the Red Lanterns and the New Guardians are the more interesting books right now.
0: And guess what? The if most nothing, ones.
1: yes, and they are the most attached, and they are telling their own telling their own stories. And see, I was, I've been I don't know if this is going to count as a rant, and we have a few minutes, so I'm gonna since I can, I'll I'll just say I'll just say what I've been thinking about.
0: Because, Do it. I've been talking a lot.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I I won't go. I won't be in, 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 in incessantly Incessantly long situation here. Um, I've been thinking about this more and more, like over the last few weeks as we've been recording again. And in a way, if you really look at some of the store, this st- other than the fact that it's one big story and just kind of not ending, and I think that's what our, our biggest issue probably is what's going on with in what's going on in Lantern and Core with the with the common underlying thread of the uh and threat also of the derlins and the kund that if it wasn't for the on the huge ongoing one storyline in many ways the green lantern corps book right now is kind of what you would expect the green lantern corps book to be if someone told you there was going to be one just diff you know not not always the same lanterns every week though john stewart clearly is you know the the, the guiding force here but the, you know core doing different things going different places Yada, yada, yada. Green Lantern, probably not so much, because Green Lantern, you, you would expect it again to be more about Hal and some solo, and solo adventures. And we've gotten kind of sort of a little bit of that, maybe with the Noah on stuff, certainly the first, the first time around. And even when he first shows up at Kilowog before, you know, he calls in every Green Lantern that ever lived and was <laughs> his backup. But a lot of people don't like the emotional spectrum. Or oh, they say there's too much of it. Even people who do like it, that you know, you kind of need a break from it. You can't have every storyline involving a lantern of a different color and this that. And I'm sorry, and I started to realize that maybe part of my problem, even though you do have fatality throw in, but, thrown in, but still, that maybe part of the problem I'm having in Green Lantern Corps is because at this stage of the game, I'm I'm so used to having the emotional spectrum be such a huge factor in Green Lantern stories and, green, and events and just everything Green Lantern, that now that we're actually getting stories that really, other than, you know, throwing in fatality here or there, and occasionally Noah Ange as a, as an adversary when she had the ring, that we're not really having a whole lot of presence of any of the other cores, that it basically is a Green Lantern story dealing with threats to the universe. And maybe that's, what's bothering me because I kind of like having the emotional spectrum involved. And I probably am in the minority and then, and again, I, I would not want every single book to be like that, but I'm kind of thinking maybe that's what part of the issue is certainly with core is, that it's like I don't necessarily – maybe I'm not as interested as I at this stage of the game as I maybe I would have been before of just having stories just revolve entirely around Green Lanterns alone and not with some of the other cores. Maybe I have so much invested in the other cores. That maybe that's what's making at least the transition to a storyline like this makes makes it more of a bitter pill to swallow because I'm not used to it,
0: and I don't know. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, taking a step back, it makes sense. Well, what what do we want from core? We wanted the Green Lantern Corps doing what the Green Lantern Corps does best: policing the universe. The Coon, the Derlins—that's space threats. That the Green Lantern Corps should take care of. But the problem I have with this, these, the Green Lantern Corps storyline is one, too long. And two, what was two? I forgot two already. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and number three,
0: too long. One, it's too long. Um, and the other, what was the other? Damn it. Yeah, I'll, don't worry, people. I'm I'm not editing this part out. I'm leaving it in for your entertainment. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely too long. And um. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm being too picky. You know. I I, I personally don't care about the cooned and the Durlins. Maybe let's do um. Oh, what's uh what's Monel. Um maybe do some Daxamites, uh, you know, maybe, maybe do, you know, you know, something else, um, I, I don't know, I don't know if I'm being too picky or not, I just, it is absolutely too long though, um, the thing about the emotional spectrum, eh, maybe, I don't know, I mean, it's, One of, the things, one of the things that bugged me was the, this whole sector house thing, and I'm tangent – I'm going on a tangent here, but I forgot to bring it up earlier. They keep getting all these calls from these sector houses. When have we ever seen the Green Lanterns of Earth, for the Green Lanterns of Sector 2814, hanging out in a sector house?
1: I think the clo- probably the closest, and it's not. They weren't really hanging out. The closest thing was the one we saw. What during War of the Green Lanterns with Hal and Guy on the frozen planet that was, was kind of hidden underneath. That that that,
0: was. that wasn't a sector house. That's that's the greenhouse.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. It was. Yeah, the
0: sector house is like a, a floating, orbiting battery. S- space, yeah, like a space yeah, station, basically, kind of thing, right? The Sector House is basically what Abin was piloting and um, before he lo- jettisoned his escape pod in uh, in the Green Lantern movie. That was supposed to be a Sector House. Um. Yeah, and and another thing that bothers me, and this is again another tangent. Something I was thinking about the other day i'm not reading justice league i'm not reading superman or action comics or adventures of superman or supergirl or superboy or any of the superman titles but what i have read of superman in the new 52 dude's a dick superman is a dick in the new 52 and that bugs me i i like the all shucks superman i like the I like the nineteen. I like the the Christopher Reeve Superman. I like the bumbling Clark Kent Superman. I, I like, you know, I like the we don't kill, we don't even think about killing, we don't even think about severely injuring people. We just, you know, we save the day and you know swoop also down and snag cats out of trees and you know that that I I miss that Superman. That Superman's kind of dead and gone in the New Fifty Two, and that kind of bugs me. Um, Batman, at least in the Batman titles, he's awesome. So, that, so no changes there, but, I, you know, Batman kind of fits in a dark universe. Um, but this long storyline stuff is, is getting to me. Like, Forever Evil? How long has that been going? A y- a when year? The, it, it, well, it started
1: in the fall, didn't it? Isn't that when those one-shots came out? Wasn't it the fall? The fall? Oh, well, either that or that, that's the date that was on the issue. But I, for some reason, I thought because they were they were they were well, villains month was September, wasn't it?
0: Right. But villains month, um, villains month plus plus forever evil. It's just like it, w- the superheroes are gone for months on end. Um, the, the the zero year thing going on forever. There for a while there, there was a. I don't know if it's even still going on now. Pandora, Justice League, Dark Constantine, and uh, Phantom Stranger were all crossing over. Like, oh
1: god. Yeah, I do remember that. I think that was right around the time. I, I think that was kind of like the, the final straw that maybe, kind of like pack it in with re- reading Phantom Stranger on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. See, it's just that you know, with with, it it, it speaks volumes that the two. Lantern main lantern titles we're interested in are the ones that are the most attached from everything that's going on.
1: <laughs> and it shouldn't be like that because Hal is Hal is my favorite so I should why should care more about Green Lantern. Yep. But up until the last few issues I don't really like the way he's been written so it kind of it kind of makes sense in a way. I mean it's logic. I mean there isn't and even though they have St. Walker in that book, it's it's kind of like a St. Walker you really wouldn't want to bump into very often because he's so depressing. <laughs> it's understandably it's understandable, but still, I mean, that's not the same Walker we want to see. We want to see, we want to see a bubbly St. Walker, people.
0: <laughs> Hi, bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I think like in the next episode, I mean. If if Mogo makes a CD bar, we're going to find him, like, sitting outside of here with a brown paper bag, you know, with stubble on his face. (laughs) It's like, that's not the same walker we want to (laughs) see.
0: Yeah, I I Uh. can't remember what my point number two was about the the Green Lantern Corps. I'm sure I'll remember it some other time. Or in the middle of the night and cause me to lose sleep.
1: <laughs> he'll, just, he'll just edit in the one word. <laughs> one of the five times you said in is, is, number two is. He'll just edit in that one word. Sterlins! <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah, something. I don't know. Damn it. I I had.
1: I, I had... You have any <laughs> idea what it's related to? And don't say Green Lantern it Core. It's related, <laughs> it
0: related to your rant.
1: Okay, so my rant was about the emotional spectrum.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just that. You brought up something and it made me think about it.
1: And the absence of and oh, the fact that the Green, green Lantern is doing what Green Lanterns are supposed to do, and and in a, and that the book basically would, in some level, the book seemingly was giving us what we want, but yet it's still not really being satisfying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My 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 second point was just as valid as it being too long. I just can't remember what the hell the point was. Whatever. Thank you for the email. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: definitely thanks again,
0: Scott. yeah. All right, we ran out of steam um, uh, sh- so um, yeah sorry sorry about the, the the quickness here. We're trying to do two things. We're trying to adhere to a a shorter schedule because as you heard as you heard in Scott's email, uh, that last that villains month episode was three hours long. so we uh, we, we kind of want to cut that down for you guys a little bit. Plus just the fact that there's not a whole lot in these issues as of right now. So
1: definitely. And when if the material obviously based on the material, if it calls for logically it calls for, you know, much more in depth discussion, then we're going to have a longer issue or episode yeah. for I mean, if we're, if we're doing the Sinestro core, War for doing the Jeff johns retrospective, then we're not going to worry about. Oh, well, let's try to <laughs> let's see if we can bring it in in an hour and a half. It's like we really not we're not going to care. We don't want it to be five hours, but we're going to you know. But we know based on the subject matter, you know, the odds are it's going to be somewhere between two two and a half hours on a good day. Yeah, when it comes to this stuff, you know, it it's there. You know, it's, at least to us, there's not a whole lot to delve into. There's not a lot of meat. The fact that we're only doing three issues at a time now makes it a little easier yeah. to kind of go through these quicker because it does give us really a decent amount of time, even if we wanted, even if we wanted to spend, you know, close to half an hour on an issue. Not that these issues at this point have need it, but if we wanted to, we could still kind of almost do that and still have a relatively tidy time frame wise episode. So that's what we're that's what we're trying to do. And it makes it makes it easier not to get burned out, I think, from our point of view, too, when we're trying to do a lot of these catch up episodes in a relatively short period of time. Mm-hmm. And because we're trying to get back on kind of get almost where we need to be. I mean, we're hopefully like in the next week, we'll be done with all the issues up to twenty seven. And then we only ha- and then, you know, we're, we're getting close, yeah. you know. We're getting close.
0: Yeah. Bottom line, we're not gonna we're not gonna sacrifice. If we have the content, we're gonna go long. I mean, if, if we have legitimate discussion points, then we'll use whatever time we need to, to to talk about it. But we just don't have it in this episode. So, um. But the good the good news is, since we do listener feedback, you can you can reach out to us with anything we miss, and we'll get to it. So how do they contact us, Mark?
1: Contact us by emailing us at lanterncast at gmail.com. That's lanterncast at gmail.com. You can visit our website, lanterncast.com, and you can access our forums through our website, besides checking out our galleries, product of the week, and other things. You can follow us on Twitter. Use hashtag GLCast. You can like us on Facebook. We are on iTunes and Stitcher, and if you like us on iTunes, please, please, please leave a positive review. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 708-LANTERN and let us know what you think.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, next episode, what are we doing? Uh, New Guardians or Red Lanterns?
1: Let's do New Guardians, I think. New Guardians? Sure. Get
0: a high point in there. All right, so uh, New Guardians 25, 26, and 27 are up next, followed by the Red Lantern uh, issues as well. So uh, send us some feedback. Let us know what you thought of the Green Lantern core issues and, of course, the issues of Green Lantern that we reviewed in the episode before this. Uh, And we'll talk to you guys later.
1: Sounds good, Chad. Good night, everybody. Good night. fur and curly hair. I make good friends most everywhere. I hug and
0: smile. I skip and share. Feel the love, my Care Bear stare.